Okay, our reading today is from Matthew 6, um, verses 1 to 4. So that's Matthew 6, verses 1 to 4. I'll give you a minute to find it, and I'll start. So, Matthew chapter 6, and starting at verse 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honoured by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Thanks, Julia. Uh, Let's pray. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you that you speak to us because you love us. Please help us now, Heavenly Father, to to hear what you have to say to each of us and to to grow in knowing Jesus and living for him. Amen. Well, let me tell you about Dan. Dan is a great guy. Just ask any of his friends. uh, He's always out on fun runs for charity. He, uh, He knits sweaters. For, uh, for orphans. He takes in stray animals. Uh, he, even, he even puts the milk back in the fridge when there's just that tiny little bit left that normally you'd, you'd just throw it out. He's a great guy. But the thing is, Dan does all of these things just to impress other people. In fact, he even has a list that he ticks off of ways he's impressed others. Kindest person I know, tick. Biggest animal lover, tick. Recycler of the year, tick. And one day, Dan goes to a psychiatrist, and he says, doctor, doctor, I do all these good things, and people think I'm great. But the truth is, I just do them so other people are impressed with me. In fact, I even have this list. I tick off ways people are impressed with me, and I've only got one thing left. And the psychiatrist says to Dan, Dan, you're being so honest with me. In fact, I think you might be the most honest person I know. And Dan says, tick, and leaves the office. Well, we're jumping back into the Sermon on the Mount, and it's been a while, so uh, let me just, just remind us where we are. Jesus started by announcing that his followers are blessed. If you want to, be, if you want to live the good life, If you want to live a way of life that leads to flourishing and lasting happiness, then follow me, says Jesus. You're blessed. And then those huge identity statements, you're the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Jesus calls Christians to live differently, and as we do, blessing ripples out to others. And finally, Jesus calls us to a greater righteousness, a righteousness that's more than skin deep. It's about your heart, about keeping the spirit of God's law, not just the letter of the law. 
But at this point, Jesus wants to keep us from taking a wrong turn. He's been calling us to a greater righteousness. Well, look at what he says in verse 1 of chapter 6. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Do we see what Jesus is saying? We expect him to warn us about our bad deeds, but he's warning us about our good deeds. He's saying, doing good for show will get no reward from God. Good done for show gets no reward from God. That's the big idea. And then Jesus applies it to these three areas of giving, praying, and fasting. We're going to look at each of those over the next few weeks to to feel the force of what Jesus is saying to us. This morning, we're doing giving and then praying and fasting over the next while. But they all have a bit of a, a religious flavor, don't they? Giving, praying, fasting. It's the kind of stuff religious people do. Come to think of it, it's the kind of stuff we do, most of us. Churchy people, people who want to be moral, In other words, Jesus is speaking to us, and he's saying to us, be careful. Be careful. You don't lose out on reward from God because of your good deeds. Three things I think Jesus would have us do from this passage this morning. Here's the first. Check your motives. We do things for motives, don't we? We act because we want something. But while you can see what I'm doing, you can't see why I'm doing it. In fact, you could do the same action, but with a bunch of different motives. So imagine we're walking along the street together, and suddenly I shove you. Well, it could be because I want to push you out of the way of an oncoming cyclist. don't want them to crash into you. But it could be because I'm trying to shove you into the way of an oncoming car. Or uh, it might be that I don't want you to step in something that, that would ruin your shoes. But it could be that there's a crowd of people coming up that I've just noticed, and I don't want to be seen with you, so I shove you out of the way. That's a silly example, but different motives. And we recognize that difference matters. It really matters if I'm trying to save you from a cyclist or shove you in front of the car. A brother shares a toy with his little sister. It matters if he does it because he loves her and he wants her to be happy. Or actually, he doesn't really care about his sister. He's just hoping mom and dad will notice and buy him that big shiny helicopter he wants for his birthday. That matters. Our motives matter. And with our good deeds, Jesus would say, don't stop at the behavior, check your motives. Why are you doing the good things you do? Many of us will have asked ourselves many times, why do I do the bad things I do? But here Jesus is asking us, what about the good things? What's driving them? What's your motive? Because your motives matter. See that in verse 1 again? Jesus says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others. Why? 
to be seen by them. And then verse 2, so when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets. Why? Because they want to be honored by others. See, Jesus is warning us against hypocrisy. We hate hypocrisy, don't we? When people don't practice what they preach, and they say one thing in public and do another in private. Well, Jesus hates hypocrisy. He saved his strongest words for religious hypocrites. But when he warns us against being hypocrites, it's not just that we might cover up the bad things we do. It's that we might do good things and hide away evil motives in our hearts. So picture this. Um, in our small group, some of us have been going through this book, The Generosity Project. Well, picture someone who is really generous. You know, they, they're always fundraising for charity, running marathons here, there, and everywhere. They spend their Friday nights helping the homeless at the local shelter. They even set up a big bursary fund for teenagers who can't afford to go to uni. Really generous. But there's a reason why their fundraisers are all over their social media. And why they always seem to drop something in a conversation about helping the homeless. And why their bursary fund ends up having their name on it. Because they want other people to think they're great. Like the hypocrites Jesus talks about, trumpeting their generosity to be honored by others. Doing good things because they want other people to think they're great. That means, that means all they're giving is just a performance. You know, they're, they're putting on a show for an audience, wanting applause. It's not real. And what looks so loving is really deeply selfish. If I do good things so other people think I'm great, I'm not really doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. I'm using them to feed my ego to boost my pride. Giving isn't really giving if you're doing it for yourself. In fact, this giving is more like stealing. When Jesus says they want to be honored by others, the word there is literally glorified. See, the point of the universe is that people see God's glory and honor Him and praise Him, that people see God is great and glorify Him. And so do we see what's happening when someone does good things so other people think they're great? They are stealing glory from God. They are taking for themselves what belongs to Him. Someone put it like this, they are generous thieves. And this gives us some categories. It, it gives us a category for good-looking deeds that are repulsive to God because they're rooted in pride and selfishness. And it gives us a category for religious people, religious leaders even, who seem devout but who care more about status and self-promotion than about God's glory and people's good. And Jesus warns us 
Don't be like that. So can I invite us to think about the good things we do and ask yourself some questions. Why do you do the good that you do? Who are you doing it for? Who are you hoping gets glory from it, praise, admiration? Or try this, how would you feel if you did something really good and no one else ever knew about it? Would it, would it bother you? Would it annoy you? Do you find yourself with the good things you do mentioning about it to others, even just, just hinting at it, hoping they'll notice? When you either do or don't receive praise, do you dwell on it? It's easy to find excuses to broadcast our good deeds. I'm just trying to be distinctive. You know, Jesus says we should let our light shine before others. But he goes on that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Whose glory am I after? Even in ministry, I help on a summer camp for teenagers where you do Bible talks like this. And I remember realizing that when I was writing my talks, I'd become more concerned with what would get me good feedback from the other leaders than what would glorify God and serve the members. That's really grim. And Jesus tells us, be very careful not to do good like this with self-centered, unloving, glory-stealing motives. And to help us see why that matters, here's a second thing he'd have us do. Compare the rewards. Compare the rewards. That sounds like something from a price comparison website, doesn't it? But Jesus, Jesus talks loads about rewards in these verses. End of verse 1, verse 2, verse 4. Because our motive and our reward is connected. And the link between them is something like this. What I want is what I'll get. So come back to verse 2 and imagine this person who does good to get praise from other people. And it works. They're widely applauded for their charity. They get fan mail praising them for their generosity. They're invited to dinners and galas where their photo ends up in the paper. They get what they want. But Jesus says that is all they'll get. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Because other people might believe the performance, but God sees through. He sees our motives. And good done for show will be showed up by God's judgments. The other way is there in verse 3. Jesus talks to his followers and he says, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So what's the idea? Well, clearly, Jesus wants us to do good in absolute secrecy. And so on your way out, as well as picking up the new term card, you can take one of these, uh, a mask. And you can put this on 
and do good, and no one will have any idea it's you. You know, these, these face coverings, they're OK, but this gives you absolute coverage. You'll never have to worry that, no, well, that people will know it's you doing all that good. Problem solved. If you're watching online, I'm afraid you'll have to buy your own. Well, that's not exactly what Jesus is talking about, is he? You know, sometimes it will be right to literally do good in secret. But the point of secrecy is sincerity. It's our motives. You know, unlike the hypocrites, you do good not wanting people to see, not wanting people to notice. Jesus is saying, give up your desire for glory, your desire for praise. Don't be preoccupied with other people seeing and noticing you. Be happy just to serve people because you love them. Be happy that your Father sees you. And be happy that your Father will reward you. You know, when Jesus says that God sees everything, that's quite a scary thought. Because we've all done things that we're ashamed of, that, that we hope God hasn't seen. But if you're trusting in Jesus, he says to you that God is your heavenly Father, and he is well pleased with you. He sees Jesus' perfection in you. He sees you as his child who he loves. And Jesus says, when your father watches you, he's not focusing on your failures. He is looking for reasons to reward you. We're maybe a bit skittish about the idea of rewards. And I, I don't want to give us the wrong idea. It's not that we do good to, to earn blessing from God, you know, doing good so he owes us. No, we only get God's blessing by belonging to Jesus, sharing in his reward. And anyway, any good that we do, well, we need God's help to do it. And so doing good, it, it doesn't earn us credit with God. If anything, it just puts us deeper into debt. But in his kindness, God promises to graciously reward his children for the good we do. Just think about that. God enables us to do good things, and then he rewards us for doing those good things. What a gift. He's so gracious. How many good things does my father do for me every hour of every day, and I barely notice them? And he promises to reward us for every good thing we do for him. He's so kind. Isn't this kind? He could just tell us to do our duty, but he knows what we're like. He knows we need encouragement to do what's right. And so he motivates us with this kind promise, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Well, how, how will he do that? He could reward us in loads of ways. It could be freedom from love of money that would otherwise enslave us as we give it away. It could be freedom from craving other people's approval as we do good in secret. It could be deep joy as we see our gifts meeting the needs of others, relieving their suffering. Most of all, I wonder if it's what Jesus started with. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. 
as I do good, not wanting other people to see, but focused on my Father, more and more I'll experience the relationship I was made for, knowing my Father, my Father knowing me, that'll flourish into eternity. We get God himself as our reward. So compare the rewards. What do you want? A bit of praise from other people that's fading and fleeting? Or reward from your Father in heaven? Jesus says, we'll get what we want. And if we belong to him, we still struggle. This wouldn't be in the Bible if we didn't need to hear it. But our Father is changing us to fall out of love with human praise, to do real good because we love him and others, for it to be enough for us that our Father sees and loves the good we do for him. And in a world where people broadcast their good deeds, won't it be distinctive if a community is busy doing good and not making a fuss about it? Won't that be distinctive? A group of people who happily trust their Father to reward them, not because they're great, but because he's gracious. And if that motivates you, if that excites you, then here's the thing we'll do. We'll do good in secret. I could almost imagine a funny scenario where Jesus tells us not to give to the needy with wrong motives, and someone thinks to themselves, great, I don't give to the needy at all, so no problem here. Well, that would be missing the point. Jesus assumes we'll give to the poor. You know, when you give to the needy, even hypocrites do that. Of course, his followers will. The difference is the way we do it, but we do do it. So do run marathons for charity. Do help at homeless shelters. Do start hardship funds for the underprivileged. Do set up a monthly donation to, the char- to, to, to charity. Do something as a result of reading this book. But do it in secret. And whether that's being anonymous or not, it's about motives. We don't do it so people think we're great. We do it before our Father, seeking his reward. And so as we finish, I want to leave a minute for us to consider what this will look like for us. You know, it's not complicated what Jesus is saying, but let's have a minute to consider what it will look like for you to do good when only God is watching, as if only God is watching. A minute to reflect, and then I'll lead us in a prayer.
our Father in heaven, thank you for these kind words of the Lord Jesus guiding us away from, from fake goodness into what is truly good. Thank you for your spirit helping us to love you and to love others and to care about your praise and reward from you. Please forgive us for when we are hypocrites, for when we do good with wrong motives. And please change our hearts so that we care about your glory, so that we want to love others and that we seek your reward that you give us graciously in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.